0: Welcome to Rapture, a Bioshock Lorecast, where people of the Bioshock fandom can come
1: together to experience life beyond the sea. So buckle into your bathysphere, ready your plasmids, and let's dive in as we explore the history and lore of the Bioshock series. welcome rapture citizens today i have a special guest with me i you've already heard from her before but today i have medieval zombies with me today how you doing today i'm good ma'am how about you (laughs) i'm not doing too bad uh today we're going to be talking about one of your favorite characters would you like to introduce the favorite character
0: yes my favorite character of the whole series is julie langford (laughs) And he is your local plants lady here to save and destroy plants, as we will find out later.
1: Well, I'm excited to go through all of this with you. Uh, So let's get the ball rolling. Uh, Professor Julie Langford, Ph.D., is a scientist responsible for creating and maintaining Arcadia, a garden in a... What the hell word is that? Mm. Arbitum? Arbitum? Give me a moment. <laughs> You know, I've, you know, went over the notes and everything. And I still have issues with certain words. Uh, I'm going to say Arbizum. Arbizum. <laughs> yeah. That supplies oxygen to Rapture and the owner of Langford Research Laboratories. Unlike most of the residents in the Rapture, she does not seem to be spliced or have an affliction from atom abuse and seems relatively normal despite her dangerous environment. Uh, you want to go over the history of her?
0: I can, if you want me to. I mean, she's one of my favorite ones.
1: Go right ahead.
0: All right. Dr. Julie Langford Botanist. Before her descent to the underwater city, Langford was actually a renowned botanist and a professor at the University of California, Berkeley. Uh, Once he was there, she actually worked since uh, the 1920s. Her research attracted both praise words, groundbreaking findings, and controversy for her radical theories. Uh, For a time, she worked for the United States government, offering assistance with various uh, defoliation projects during the Second World War, including use against the Japanese or Iwo Jima.
2: Who says you can't teach an old hound new tricks? This batty plant woman spends four years coming up with ways to defoliate trees in the Pacific to scare out the Japs, and now here I am, down at the bottom of the Atlantic, trying to figure out how to do the same thing in reverse. Adam, Adam, Adam. It's bathtub gin times the atom bomb times Eve with a serpent. Let's go see what it can do.
0: Uh, Articles mentioning Langford disappeared in 1949.
1: Yeah, it said that her, her dif- uh, disappearance after leaving for rapture did not go unnoticed on the surface. A newspaper article from July 7th of 1949 commented that she was still missing by that date despite an a intensive investigation. Although truly loving the plants and her work on the Guardians of Arcadia, she eventually was forced into making a comedy?
0: Commodity. Right. Commodity.
1: Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> available <in> only <laughs> available only to paying customers or, or paying visitors. Uh, Andrew Wright decided to charge citizens not only for taking a stroll in Arcadia, but also to sell the vital oxygen created by the Arbutum? Arbutum? Yeah, I that's I'm Ah, yeah. I should have seen what uh, a different version of that word was because I am messing it up. Uh, she accepted such decisions as in a later audio diary, she states that she would have complained, but then remembered who signs her paychecks, pretty much.
2: Today, Arcadia was closed off to all but paying customers. The man hires me to build a forest at the bottom of the ocean and then turns a walk in the woods into a luxury riot asked should a farmer not be able to sell his food is a potter not entitled to a profit from his pots (sighs) i started to argue with a man and then i remembered who signed my checks only thing worse than a hypocrite is an unemployed one
1: uh as the use of plasmas caused society and rapture to deteriorate Lanford kept to her work using the scientific advance of Adam in her projects. One such project was the Lazarus Vector, a concoction that would be able to bring trees back from the dead.
2: I've been killing trees for 25 years. At Berkeley back in the 20s, on the Japs at Iwo Jima but I never brought one back from the grave before. I did, Becky. Mama's gonna build her first damn franken-tree. I'm gonna call my little creation the Lazarus Vector. Maybe it'll bring the old gal's career back from the dead as well.
1: During this time, Langford had
2: troubles with, uh...
1: Saturnines. Thank, thank you.
2: They dress up in leaves and call themselves the Saturnine please. They drink human blood and chant, harness the flame, harness the mist, and believe they're touched by the ancient (laughs) gods. An aging bunch of frat boys, tilting back goblets of plasmids and calling it ambrosia.
1: A group of... You'd think I would remember that, but you know me in certain words. Uh, A group of splicers who stole many of our materials for use in their nature worshiping cult
2: isn't there anything in this damn place those pagans won't steal paper towels ink pots witch hazel chlorophyll solution even my back issues of national geographic they're feathering their disgusting little shrines with it i suppose sick bastards uh
1: frequent lockdowns was uh also slowed down her pro uh Frequent lockdowns also slowed down her progress during the Rapture Civil War, when Ryan closed Arcadia for good. Langford continued to make trips to her office there, as she was close to the break, close to a breakthrough in her project. You want to go ahead?
0: I don't mind if you don't
1: go right ahead.
0: Uh, when Andrew Ryan released a chemical into the atmosphere, it actually threatened to destroy the plant life in Arcadia. And the main character, Jack, was spurred on by Atlas, seeked out Langford to see if she can help. As Jack approached the locked laboratory, though, uh, Langford actually appeared on the television monitors outside of the entrance and is startled by what has happened to her trees. Uh, she first accused Jack for the death of them, but quickly realized that it was actually done by Ryan's hands, and then asked Jack to find her the sample of the Rosa Gallica while she continues working. When Jack gives Julie the rose, he is granted access to her lab, but once he finally reaches her, that's when Ryan floods her office with a toxic gas, reminding her about how he holds property rights to Acadia and the contract for the manufacturer of the Lazarus Vector. So just before dying, she's actually able to scrawl the combination to her safe on the window of her office. There, Jack can see it. Within the safe the player is able to find the formula for the Lazarus Vector, which was the concoction invented by Langford that promised to revive Arcadia's trees and hopefully save the other plant lives.
1: Uh, before we go behind uh, about the behind-the-scenes stuff, I, like, okay, what was it about Julie that made you absolutely fall in love with her?
0: I think it was just the... The way she did her emotions, she was very dry with it. I mean, a lot of them, you can tell they have passion in their voice. The doctor, he's very avid about his aphrodite. But her, she was this kind of... One of the basic ones was where she loved the plants, but she also knew her situation. And like we said earlier, she knows who signs her paychecks. And at this moment, she is trapped down here. But you can read later on and hear some more audio, di- audio diaries about her. And her. she has a really good sense of humor. But I, I don't know what exactly it is. It's just the Mr. Ryan trying to get back at him, trying to stop. And even when everything is going to shit, she's still focused on saving her plants. She's still going with her science there. And she's sticking to her convictions about them and everything's gone to shit usually people are like fuck it let's just go wild she didn't want to she was near a breakthrough she was going to continue her breakthrough and she stayed clean the entire time
1: you know you can whenever she talked about it you can tell like how how passionate she was about her research and the survival of these trees and these plants I mean, like, like you said, just right up to her last breath, how passionate she was about it. And it just... I mean... That place, yeah. I mean, Arcadia and seeing her research and her thing, like, that area was beautiful to me.
0: I mean, she had her office right outside it. So she was able to look at the plant. And, I mean, when you first started... She was there when I first started. She planted all those trees. She saw everything that went from just a barren glass house with nothing in it, down deep in the ocean. And she created the trees. She chose each seed, each tree that would be the best use, and then she chose even more. The Rosa Gallicas, I mean, the fact that they were there, the fact that she was doing, she was creating her own flowers down there. She was trying to do something with the atmosphere to see what plants she could do and how far she could go with it but see i think it's also because as we said before she kind of did help destroy the plants and now here she is trying to revive them create new ones yes that yeah i just really like that that and i guess i like the voice actress for her. i don't know it off the top of my head of her voice actors but
1: uh let me go back through my notes uh i believe
0: it's actually coming up yeah, it's in the the next part too.
1: Okay, well so let's go ahead and do that then. Uh, so some behind the scene things. Uh, Julie Langford uses a variant of Lady Smith splicer model. Her outfit is made to look like a till dress worn under an open lab coat, though the fur shrug is that shrug? Yeah, it, it is. This is it's a shrug. <laughs> is unconvincingly in- incorporated. As listed above, they also share the same voice actress, Suzanne, I don't want to mess this up, I'm going to, sleeve.
0: I think that's right, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Although Julie's hair is blonde in her in-game pictures, in the real world, uh, her character model is actually brown. Uh, Julie was originally a male character named Holden Langford, but Ken Levine felt that they didn't have enough female characters in the game, so they, the change was made. Every sign for her research lab still reads Holden Langford if one was to look at them with the art subtitles on. Huh, we'll have to do that. Because that, that's quite interesting to know that, you know, they, re- they recognize that they did not have enough female characters that they needed more of them they were trying to do a good um uh, what's the word i'm looking for a good quality yeah equality a good mix and all that uh in her audio diary the lazarus vector a character named becky is mentioned it is unclear if it is langsford's daughter a colleague a significant other or even a pet
0: i remember that audio diary that's when she was talking about bee spit
1: Yes. You know, I may have to just add that one in so you guys can, uh, for ones who kind of slightly remember, but don't, I'll to add that in so we all know what, which one we're talking about. Um, and that was
0: one of my favorite audio diaries from her. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm not really sure which one was my favorite, uh, to be honest. I mean, when it comes to all the characters, I think one of my favorite things about all of them is I like the voices for the audio diaries. Like for some reasons, the audio diaries to me had more passion than the when you meet the characters. Does that make any sense?
0: It does. I'm going to mute you real quick. Sorry. Okay.
1: Well, why she is muting me for a quick moment? Uh, we this episode is also going to be a two-parter. We are doing Julie Langford, and then we're also going to go talk about the area itself, so Arcadia. So, we will be switching over to Arcadia here in a few moments. Of course, with it being, you know, one in the same area pretty much, uh, except for, you know, other areas that's divided off. uh, We will talk more about Julie and all that, so. Okay. Okay. Good?
0: Yeah, we have guests coming.
1: Oh, you're fine. <laughs> Process of being a busy person and trying to do a podcast, so it's completely understandable. <laughs> Are you ready to switch over to Arcadia? Uh,
0: yeah. Let me get the paper up. That way, I can have it here too.
1: Yes, ma'am.
0: All right, my dear, it is up.
1: A- okay. So the first thing about Arcadia, Arcadia is the fifth level in Bioshock. Here, the player will do a battle with new and disturbing Houdini splicers and fighting for survival within its stimulated natural spaces. Uh, go ahead with the history of uh, Arcadia, since this is one of your favorite places, it has to do also with your favorite character.
0: Yes. So Arcadia is the living, breathing heart of Rapture. As soon as you go through the doors, you can see its lush forests and the abundant life Serving to generate the life sustaining oxygen the city needs. Now, it was a tranquil haven for those seeking a respite from the daily rigors of city life and to relax in solitude among the many trees and grassy hills. And the vacationers, actually seeking something more relaxing, went there instead of Fort Frolic, where they had the flashing lights. Here they could find the peace and serenity in the lovely waterfall grotto, the tea garden, and the other havens beneath the canopy of trees. Arcadia was very popular on Valentine's Day among couples, being an amorous environment.
1: I could see that. Uh, I mean, just by going through that area, how beautiful it is, it's uh, completely understandable why it was popular, or especially around, you know, one of the most romantic holidays of the year. So,
0: yeah, I mean, when you get there, you see the ghost of several couples in very uh, happy moments. I guess you could call it,
1: which is funny because you bring that up because I actually have the, those characters. I actually found names for them down and we'll be doing a kind of a brief summary history of those characters as a mass for just interesting people that, you know, you kind of get a quick glimpse of in the game, but don't know fully of. So, and those Mm -hmm. ghosts are, you know, I actually was able to find stuff. So I will be doing a recording about them later on down the road.
0: That would be super cool. I didn't even think about that. I just thought there's so many neat things with uh, Bioshock and period with the way they do NPCs, even ghosts. People you'll never see again, but they still leave a lasting mark, not just because you see their static forms, but I never actually thought we could get the history behind a lot of them.
1: Yeah, I was surprised as I was uh, doing a bunch of research this past week. Uh, how many like people that actually had background to them that I didn't expect them to like the ghost. Or uh, at the very beginning of the game, uh, as you're going to the ele- uh, elevators to go up, to, you know, the fiery elevator that's lit on fire and all that. Uh, you know how there's that shrine for somebody who's dead? And you see it in a yeah. couple of areas. I found history on that character. And that's another one I'll be doing too.
0: Oh, good, good, good. I mean, that, it, yeah, that one.
1: It made me always He's wonder, like, like it. yeah, it made me always wonder, like, who is this person? What happened? Why are they, like, have a shrine? Not even just one shrine. They have a couple shrines for this person. And I was able to find the history on that person. So I'm excited about it.
0: Girl, you always go in depth with this. I love it.
1: Hey, I am passionate about Bioshock, and you know this. Not to mention, not to mention, I want to get as much in depth as possible because when it comes to the second Bioshock, a lot of it, you know, you're returning back to Rapture. A lot of it is already covered in the first one. I'm not going to have as much, I'm still going to have a good chunk, but not as much as the first Bioshock to go over. So I want to make sure, you know, I'm going over as much stuff as I possibly can in the first one, because when it comes to the second one, it's going to come as a blink of an eye and then we'll be on to the third one, which is going to be another long one because I am passionate, so passionate about the third one that I will go from the very top to down to the last pebble of any and all information I can get on everything when it comes to BioShock internet. So Oh
0: girl, I'm not way with 2. So when you're for 2, you say it's going to be small pebbles, but I can make it have a lot of waves for you. <laughs>
1: hey, I expect you to help me. I mean, that's why yeah, I have absolutely. you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I'm hoping by also by the time that the third one's done the fourth one that they you know they keep hitting that's gonna come out you know they, they've get, given like drop teasers a little bit about like this is what we're thinking about doing don't do that to me stupid screen can you still hear me
0: i can i heard it you're good back now okay not so- to mention the potential ah uh, there it goes again Are you still here you're still here
1: yep okay <laughs> okay but i was gonna say <laughs> but when it comes yeah. to like by the time the third one's said i'm hoping that the fourth one finally be dropped and out and i could start playing through that or even by then maybe the bioshock series that netflix is saying that they're in the process of doing something else yeah because i don't want to just get everything done that's why i'm also trying to take my time spacing through my episodes but I also feel bad because I know the you listeners out there are like, I've gotten messages like once the next one's going to happen, like I don't want to like rush them all out. I want to take my time. I want to make sure everything is jam-packed full of anything and everything I can give you, make it interesting, make it funny, make it, th- make you, make you think about everything. But I don't want everything just to be done and over with. And then we're waiting for whatever they're going to do next. And that's one thing I'm I'm really sad about. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to go down with a fine tooth comb or, or however you, that term saying is, just to make sure I get every and all information out there as possible. So if you guys ever have something that you're like. I don't know if you can find information about this. Can you, you know, I would like to know more. Shoot us a email. Shoot us a Twitter. And I will be happy to dig through as much stuff as possible I can to find out if there's something about that said subject for you. And even if it's in a mini episode or even, you know, a episode where I'm going over a bunch of stuff all together, I will be happy to do it for you guys. So just, like I said, shoot us an email, shoot us a twit, a twit, a Twitter. Uh, <laughs> look, it's been a long day. But mm. let's get back onto Arcadia. So uh, <laughs> you were saying about after it was popular among Valentine's Day. Go ahead and finish up.
0: Okay. Um, okay. I had to sign the spot again. <laughs> so Arcadia. Look. I'm trying here, woman. All right. Arcadia was created by the uh, botanical scientists on Ryan's payroll. Most notably, Julie Lanford. Julie Lanford helped create Arcadia and its agricultural research facility and later used the atom to grow plants and trees. For a time, Arcadia was a free park for the citizens of Rapture. But Andrew Ryan closed Arcadia to all but the paying customers.
1: You know, it makes me I'm wonder... Sorry. You're fine. It makes me wonder how much he charged. Because I, I wasn't able to find that.
0: Well, I mean, back then, you got to think of how much they were being paid. And, I mean, they were doing, Ryan, they were doing, like, uh, rapture dollars, too, anyways. Yeah. But, I mean, with the in-game currency, it depends on where you're at. I mean, if we want to do, like, major-wise money, the only thing I can think of is... Um, There was the trying to remember here in Fort Frolic. There was the whole theater part you went in there, and the freaking snack machine there had one of those little snack rolls for like two hundred dollars. Yeah, I remember. Versus anywhere else, this is like twenty-five.
1: Where they jacked up the prices, like in today's society.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But so, maybe... It makes me think about, also, how much he was going to do for his oxygen tanks.
1: Ooh. I'd hate to really think about that one. Mm. Ugh. Yeah. Alright, go right ahead. Go ahead and finish up the the history part.
0: All right, last bit. Now, during the Civil War, a cult known as the Saturanes arrived and appeared in Arcadia. Now, the cult, my, oh, girl. <laughs> the cult members worshipped nature and indulged in splicing and drinking Adam as part of their rituals. Now, Ryan vowed that he would put a stop to the Saturnines, whom he saw as an organized religion, which we know how he is. And has their activities endangered citizens and disrupted the work of Arcadia's scientists. Now, the park experienced a number of lockdowns as the violence in the city became worse and was eventually closed to the public altogether. During that time, though, Langford continued to return to her lab in the park even after it closed and continued to work on the Lazarus Vector.
1: It's just the fact that she didn't give a crap. Nothing was stopping her to keep doing what she was doing. I think that made me, that made me, I don't know, happy. Happy that she was passionate about it. That she wanted to finish up what she started. She wasn't like some of the others who, once something was locked down or done, like they up and left.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess when I think about that, it's like, it's like everything's going to shit around you, but. I'm going to keep doing my passion. I'm going to keep painting. I'm going to keep writing. I'm going to keep planting and creating.
1: I mean, by then, is there any anything else she could have really done? I mean, other than That's keeping good. with her passion. So, I mean, she could have just up and hid herself away, but instead, she, instead of hiding, she just kept doing what she did.
0: And it's pretty funny considering her office is right outside that bathysphere, too. Yep. So she was there when everyone was running towards the bathysphere, <laughs> trying to leave, probably had the gunmen, and she was there probably when they all left and continued. She uh, may not have even noticed.
1: Uh, but... In the actual Bioshock, after the dramatic events of the smugglers' hideout... Jack emerges in the Verdant.
0: Ver- 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 I think so. Verdant.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Splendor of Arcadia. The tranquil oh. forest at the bottom of the ocean is an awe-inspiring sight. Je- uh, but just as the rose has every thorn. Uh, let's retry that one. But just as every rose has its thorns, Jack quickly discovered the secrets and danger that look in Arcadia's underbush. Beneath the wall-climbing ivy are strange pagan symbols. Draw What the heck? Where is that?
0: Effigies.
1: Effigies? Yeah, that's yeah. What I'm going to guess. Straw... You know, I type it out and I still don't understand what the word is. Uh, straw, straw, yeah. like. <laughs> straw effigies hang in the bushes of the towering trees and spicers who live in the district are at war with a bizarre and powerful cult. Like, uh, I still remember the first time going down there in Arcadia the first time you step foot and you see the area you see the trees, you see the plants Like, I remember thinking, you know, this explains why they're all able to survive here. (laughs) That's that's the first thing that went through my head.
0: That was literally my first playthrough. I mentioned it to him, to my fiance. I was like, hey, how are they breathing? I mean, we were talking about it, and then I got up there, and I saw that plant. I'm like, oh, oh, okay.
1: But with with how big Rapture is that amount of Arcadia would it have been enough to provide enough oxygen to keep everybody alive. That's, I mean, I know they also had their oxygen tanks. They had probably other things to help them, but with, you know, when you think about it,
0: if you look out the windows in Arcadia, a lot of times, you actually see an in actual individual tubes with trees growing in them.
1: Yeah, but what so, hap- what would happen if they would have all like if something had went absolutely wrong and the ones in the tubes also died? What would have happened if Julie hadn't been able to keep any of the plant lives alive and they all died off? The sh- nothing she did could bring them back. What well, would have happened to Rapture we, then?
0: I think at that point when we're in this and when we reach Arcadia in this game. I think Andrew Ryan, Ryan's kind of, he's at that point when we see, uh, hmm, spoiler? Eh, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, just say spoiler, just in case.
0: Okay, spoiler, I guess. So, spoilers for those who haven't played the game <laughs> and are doing it with us or haven't reached this point hopefully we'll put a time you can skip this but i think you all suffer
1: (laughs) i'm sorry that's too much for my that's too much for me to do (laughs) i'm still i'm still learning a bunch of stuff as i'm progressing through the you know making our podcast all
0: right well i'm sorry guys but i think i really really believe that at this point of the game andrew ryan's already looking on shutting down rapture as a whole and sinking everyone as he does later in the game yeah he's already convicted himself
1: by then he's i mean come on i mean as i had already went over with jack and andrew ryan himself it seemed like by then he like he knew it was the end it was if he was going down he was taking rapture with him that's why he hit the self-destruct to bring rapture down but my question is is if the Civil War hadn't happened, if there was no fight between Andrew Ryan and uh, Frank Fontaine, w- this, this is a what-if scenario. What if everything was fine? Jack comes down. He's perfectly fine. I mean, by then, he, Frank Fontaine wouldn't have needed him, maybe. Just so say you're playing as just a random character, not Jack. What would happen if still the plant life suddenly died off? What if Rapture is thriving? There's no splicing. There's none of that. It's just a thriving city, but suddenly the plant life is suddenly dying off. What would happen to its people? What would happen to Rapture?
0: I think at that point, they probably would have looked to the scientists instead of the botanist, and they would have looked to uh, Dr. Shushong and Tenenbaum, and probably they may have done a weird concoction of fish-human like I'm legit. They probably would. I'm surprised they weren't already looking into giving gills.
1: You know that would have that probably would have made the game even kind of slightly cooler, or at least weirder, maybe freakier, definitely more horrifying. I it can was. see I can see that being horrifying, especially you know, with some of the areas, even when it was you know not destroyed, some of the areas that were still decently okay. If something came out with me, you know, came out with, like, fish gills, we, we're going to have issues.
0: A little bit more darker <laughs> than what is all possible here. But I do think there was, in some of the files and the artworks that he did, there was a splicer that was supposed to attack him in the water that was kind of mutated with that.
1: You know, that's a good mm-hmm. question. I'll definitely have think- to look that up.
0: Because I do think I remember vaguely about that, but yeah, I'm gonna relook at that that too. Um, I do want to say when you first get into the tea garden area, one of the first things you see when you go in there is when you see when you see Arcadia, you're in the cemetery. That's yes. the very first thing you see, and it's very. I want the when they did the remake, when they did the collection. They changed still a little bit from the original games. Now, I played it on the 360 originally and a little bit on the uh, computer. But there was the mono, uh, monolithium there that had one next to the doors that was closed. There was two, two torches. One was lit and the other one wasn't. So you would use your fire and you would light the other one. And it caused the doors to open. I remember that. They, Yes, but when they did the new remake collection, it's already open and everything's lit.
1: See, I feel bad because I played it on the 360 like you, uh, the original 360. I own the collection. I'm doing the collection, uh, Bioshock collection, on computer now. It's the one I did the first live stream for. Uh, I plan on, you know, getting and doing a second part here soon. Just got to work with my schedule and the, uh, you know, my co hosts co-host, <laughs> co-host is, yeah, it sounds wrong when I say it. that's why I'm having issues with it. My husband's schedule was just, you know, I think everybody's pretty much figured out that, you know, Twisted Vice is my husband. He is my co-host. He is the one who, if he disappears one day, you're going to find out because, because all he wants to talk about is Star Wars. Love him to death, but. If you haven't known by listening to a few of our podcasts, the man loves Star Wars for the love of God. Nothing wrong with that. I love Star Wars too, but geez, but, uh, between our schedules and you know, the kids, I'm trying to set up a time where I can do another couple hours stream of the, you know, the, the Bioshock, the first one. And so I I haven't gotten to see where as you're talking about the both of them being already lit and doors already opened, because I remember the first time going through there on the 360, it you know me being a dingbat, it took me a little bit to figure out that's what I was supposed <laughs> to do. I'll be straight up honest. I'm sitting here lighting things on fire. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Did I mess something up? Did I forget something in the other areas? Until well, I, mean, I
0: realized. Not so it's just a nice little surprise. There's nothing major. You just find a little goodies in there. But, I mean, it's not a necessary thing. It's just a fun little thing for the players. And I felt kind of sad when they got rid of that.
1: I admit how I am when I game, I'm I'm a completionist. I try to get everything. I'm a try to get all the achievements. I'm a try to get all the goodies. I, I'm that type of gamer. I am horrible when it comes to doing it with The Witcher 3, currently on my Xbox, and then on my Switch, I am playing Breath of the Wild, and I am horrible with that, too. And (laughs) speaking of Bioshock-related, give me one second. Booker DeWitt, stop! Sorry, my dog is currently trying to get into my computer room. (laughs) all because he knows mommy isn't here but all right let's get back on track uh first up for the area is actually what you were just talking about the tea garden the tea garden is one of the calmest places in rapture and it actually really was uh nothing got the what 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 did i type
0: Nothing got the Bettys in the mood. <laughs> oh,
1: thank you. I'm like, what did I type? <laughs> Nothing got the Bettys in the mood better than all night, all, all night. Good gracious, all oh, no. night. <laughs> Both did it. Nothing got the Bettys in a mood better than a nighttime stroll among the fireflies. Which that was something else I really loved was the fireflies. Mm, that, yeah. The fact that I mean. You, you, You got hints slash saw, you know, you know, it was shown about cats and dogs, you know, that was a no brainer. Of course, probably rats, you know, maybe cockroaches, flies, but the fireflies, that was something I was like, oh, that's beautiful. Not something that you kind of would expect in a game like that, but, uh. Gently rolling hills, admiral waterfalls, and a calm stream, dim light, and a perfect atmosphere uh, were all part of the uh, garden's allure. Allure? Allure. Allure? Allure? Is that how you say it?
0: It's uh, the allure. Yeah, you're alluring.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'm making sure I'm saying that again. As you guys have figured out, I am horrible with words. Ugh. After the, <laughs> after the fall of Rapture, the Tea Garden's customers were kept away by the growing civil strife. Uh, next up for the Arcadia area is... You want to go ahead?
0: Uh, you're breaking up a bit.
1: There we go. We good? Yes. Okay. What were you saying? Uh, next up for the Arcadia area is the tree farm. You want to go over the little tree farm?
0: Oh, Sure. Um, the tree farm was a place where citizens could see the trees and the farm plants growing under the ocean. Uh, situated next to the entrance gates to Arcadia, it was nigh impossible to miss it. Uh, by the end of the Civil War, the area was in disuse and became overgrown, making it nearly inaccessible. and with a, a growth of vines keeping the door shut. So it was actually one of those areas you saw first that hinted at it. You could see the signs for it, but it was so overgrown that you there was no way for you to get to it, and you would have to continue playing to see one of my favorite parts of the game. Yep.
1: Uh, next up is Arcadia Glens. Arcadia Glens was, a main, was the main hub for Arcadia. Uh, from the glens, visitors could reach the Waterfall Grotto, the Rolling Hills, the Tea Gardens, and even the Tree Farm. Uh it consists of long concourse running through Arcadia, uh connecting the lower path where the waterfall circulated through the various areas. That waterfall area. The Ooh. waterfall grotto. Waterfall grotto is one of the most impressive areas in Arcadia. And it really was. Like the fact that they were able to make a waterfall area like that, it was uh beautiful. Uh like the rest of Arcadia, it has fallen in disorder, its former glory is barely visible beneath the plant growth, rubble, uh, flood floodwater and the shadows. The rose gallica is one of the rare plants that bloom there. Even with the like like they said, it was it was uh, overgrown, it was in disarray, but you could still see the passion that they had when they made the area, if that makes absolutely any sense.
0: I mean, you could when you yes, I get it because you travel through it. You see these little touches of these tunnels, and they have benches down there. They planned it for the people to walk through those waters. They planned for them to find the next best area to sit and relax. I get exactly where you're going with that.
1: And uh, just the fact that they were able to. Oh, okay. This may sound slightly weird. But at first, when I was first playing this area, I thought it was slightly weird to have a waterfall in an underwater city. I mean, you're surrounded by water. Why do you want to see more water? I mean, does it not make sense?
0: I mean, yeah, you get this whole beautiful tree area, and then you turn a corner and like, oh, more water. That's exactly why I came to this wooded area. (laughs) Down under the water, where we're all seeing out our windows, is water.
1: Oh, just think if they oh. would have made something like a oh, what is the word? I have the word. Um, were you they like a area where they could see like stars and planets, like you know it. Like what if they would have set up like a? This is how the stars and planets are looking like right now uh, in this area and visitors were able to pay because you know inner ryan would probably would have made them pay to do like they can go i want to know what the nighttime sky looks like in chicago looks like in italy that they would have had some sort of area like that like i think they could have made some some good money off of it
0: yeah but i don't think ryan would do it it would just he probably didn't want to even have the trees down there but he knew you he- he would have to to breathe but i mean he probably wouldn't want something else that would hint or bring discourse to it the people down there that would make them long for up there so if if he showed him something that meant you would have to go to the surface to see i don't think he would want to do that anymore i mean a little bit of bioshock 2 hinted at that too yeah could see them doing something else i kind of thought maybe if they wanted to do like a uh hedge mage or something they probably could have done something with that have like a lover's corner and a hedge mage oh that
1: would have been cute Mm. Mm. okay so going on to the rolling hills go right ahead
0: all right so the rolling hills was another place citizens of rapture could relax and enjoy the serenity of the verdant And as the name suggests, the rolling hills feature is a smooth, hilly landscape. In addition, it also boasted an abundance of trees and foliage, a trickling waterfall and a set of naturally carved caves erected from the deep sea mountain bed. Now, upon which Arcadia and the rest of Rapture were built upon. Uh, For a time, these later features were ideal exploring locations for park revisitors. But the Nines eventually took them over to use for their ritualistic activities, and from there is the Rapture Metro Station. If you want to go ahead and go back for that girl,
1: yeah. Uh, the entrance of Arcadia's uh, Metro Station adorned by two decorative fountains on both sides of a small chamber. Like many bathosphere stations, the walls are decorated with the symbol of the of the Great Chain. But the station is also home to a large abundance of plants and featured vines growing on its walls. Thanks to the closure of Arcadia to the public during the war, Arcadia's Rapture Metro station is in nearly perfect condition. I remember that being one of the areas that's almost completely untouched. uh, a jukebox provided entertainment while citizens waited for the next available bathosphere. A present on, on the bench by the entrance never made it to its uh, recipient. It was intended for uh, after the uh, metro station is the research laboratories. Go ahead.
0: Now the research laboratories are actually a subcategory off of the Rolling Hills. But they're all connected. Mm-hmm. Now the research, the research center was supervised by Julie Langford, and she it was an important place for botanical research in Rapture. Despite the lockdown of the bathyspheres and growing dangers in Rapture, Langford continued to conduct her research here under the contract with Ryan Industries. As she had such a high security system installed just to keep out the splicers and to ward off the members of the Saturnine cult. That the central missing control for all areas of the district, including the farmer's market, was situated in her office, which overlooked the rolling hills. Yes. Now you remember going there, seeing the security guard, seeing the door, the heavy guardy door, and then all the bots.
1: Yes. I remember hacking. Oh my God, hacking. <laughs> <sighs> Don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm glad they had that in the game, but I absolutely hated the hacking. I really mm. did.
0: I don't know. I had a, I had an app on my, uh, on my tablet that was just the mini game of that. The oh. hey, mini I, game.
1: I I knew they had something like that, but I never did. <laughs> I'll be straight up honest.
0: And they got rid of it. So I mean, just like they got rid of kind of a lot of other stuff. Yeah. So.
1: So. That's all of Arcadia, that's about Julie Lanford, but let's go over like some of the stuff that we found out. What is uh, something about Julie that you found out through the notes that you did not know about?
0: I did not originally know most of her backstory of before she came to Arcadia, before Rapture. I knew she was probably a high profile, I knew she was into plants, and I mean... Before the recordings, and even those, those were so in the backdrop of what was currently going on that I constantly forgot about it.
1: I think one of the things so. I found interested interesting is the fact that there's a newspaper, the newspaper article about her going missing and how that she was still missing and they still could not find her. The fact that so many people were like, "Where did she go?" I, I found that quite interesting. Hmm. So, out of all the area, sub areas, sub-areas of Arcadia, which area was It's the fact that I said area so many times, but which section was your favorite?
0: I want to say the Tea Garden, just because you go there and it's... The Tea Garden itself has such... Well, Arcadia as a whole is one of my favorites, just because it's, it's one of those unique places I think one of the only places in Bioshock where it kind of has two different looks. You have the look with the plants, and when their plants are grown, half the area is locked up. And then you have your other look form of when the plants are dying, and then everything is opened up, but it's so dissolute. So i you kind of have to put all of it twice You play it when the plants are there, and then you play it when they're dead, and then when they're regrown again, everything's still open and pretty. So it's just hard. It's hard to pick it.
1: Yeah. I think my favorite has to be the Metro Station, only because of how untouched it is. So you fully got to see what it looked like before everything went downhill.
0: Ooh. I remember the Metro Station, and mostly I remember because when you first get there— When you're going past the rolling hills and you see the metro station and the door and you're heading there and you're thinking, wow, this was very quick. There's no way. Something's going to happen. And then the plants start dying and you weren't prepared for it, but you see the door there. And you keep going, but you can't get into it. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I think that is everything we can go over for both areas. Uh, or not both areas, but over, uh, Arcadia and Julie Langford. Uh, thank you again for getting on with me and to go over your favorite character in your favorite area.
0: I have absolutely no problem with this. This is one of my favorites. <laughs> you know, this girl anytime. Oh, you know, I'll get
1: a hold of you probably again here soon to just do some other characters. Uh, like I said, we, uh, had a, uh, actual guest judge, someone who isn't, uh, guest judge, good gracious, guest listener, uh, someone who isn't part of our family or part of our friend group actually reach out for us. Uh, Hunter, who we recently just had a, just a together just a talk episode. It was quite interesting. So if there's anybody out there who would like to get on, um, with me on Discord or, uh, and just go over a certain character, certain area, just like how Medieval Zombies just did with me, uh, reach out. I am more than happy to get the history, the notes and everything down, send them with you. We can, uh, get on Discord once or twice, go over how we plan on doing this and then actually record it. So, but thank you again, girl. And, I think that's going to be all for us today from here at Rapture Station. We'll see you guys later. This has been Rapture, a Bioshock Lorecast. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope you follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as we go along our journey into the history and the lore of the Bioshock series. Let us know who you would like us to go over. Also, would you kindly leave us a review and follow us on our new Twitter at alorecast. And also, join us for the next episode.